This is the Trans Matters Podcast. My name's Corinne. My name's Adam. And with this show, we're hoping to make a, tr- a podcast about all things trans. So if you're trans looking for answers, if you're questioning but you know everything, or if you're just looking to listen to some internet weirdos make terrible puns, we've got a show for you. Yes, and uh, this podcast, we're going to be discussing um, when did we know that we were trans. Um for me, I knew since I was little that I wanted to be a boy. I openly said that I wanted to be a boy. I told my mom this. She took me to a therapist once. Uh, and with that therapist, we were going to discuss the differences between males and females. And uh, I just felt really terrible about myself and about saying that and about wanting that, that I I walked out of the therapy appointment and just said, oh, no, just kidding. I don't want to be that. Um, and so, you know, going through school was really tough. I was kind of, uh, you know, to myself a lot. I didn't feel like I fit in with a whole lot of people. Um, puberty was a horrendous time in life. Uh, and I just really couldn't wait to get out of middle school and high school. Um, and it was it was really like the later half of my senior year um I was dating somebody who's very open-minded um my fiance Amanda and uh she asked me one day when we were driving and I almost drove off the road um she said have you ever wanted to be a boy and this completely took me by surprise and like I said I almost drove off the road I uh pulled over into a parking lot um and I said to her I was like well yeah but uh I'm not sure about that anymore I just had had a lot of negative experiences about coming about coming out about who I was including uh, a girl that I dated in high school for two years I told her about who I was and how I felt that I was and she said oh well I wouldn't love you anymore because you wouldn't be a girl and we're in a lesbian relationship and I only like girls lo and behold I'm fairly certain she was cheating on me the entire time with a guy she ended up being with a guy and they had a kid whatever but you know so just one negative experience after another just kind of made me hesitant to divulge that to anybody and for you it was a bit different for me it was very different. Uh, since I hit puberty kind of late, but I was introduced to the boys will be boys mentality pretty early on. I was seriously bullied and called every name in the book because I had no interest in doing any of the things all of the other, all of, I'm going to say it, all of the other boys had interest in doing. And so clearly that meant I was gay. And being gay in the school I was going to meant getting assaulted and sworn at and called every slur in the book. And as a defense mechanism, I became really homophobic and really transphobic. And I became a terrible, terrible person to try and blend in with how I felt everyone was around me. And finally hitting puberty and everyone's talking about sex and how great it is and honestly none of them had ever had it at that point but that's neither here nor there I had no interest in it I wanted to make clothes I wanted to paint things I wanted to be in the theater and I 
swore up and down that no, I'm totally straight and I'm totally cisgendered. And then I finally get free of high school and middle school and get out from under my parents' roof, go to college, and it turns out, no, wanting to kiss boys is not a perfectly normal thing for cisgendered heterosexual men to want to do. And nothing to do with gender quite yet, but realizing that I'm bisexual and that I'm not the straight person that I'd been lying and convincing myself I was up to that point had me start questioning everything and why I'd felt the way I had. And the more I learned, the more I looked around, the more I realized, no, men didn't think like I think. Men didn't get all up in arms that, yeah, girls can wear pants, but why can't guys wear dresses? Men didn't get up in arms about women being able to wear makeup, why can't I? I mm-hmm. They didn't get the immense satisfaction of putting on women's clothing and makeup for the sake of theater productions. And... It took a long time, but I finally figured out who I was. I started coming out as gender fluid because I didn't necessarily hate who I was, but the more things I did that were feminine, the better I felt. And finally, I started wearing makeup at work, and one of the managers at work said I had to choose between being a man or being a woman. And I knew at that exact moment I did not want to be a man. And so it's been a year and a half since then, and I don't regret that decision in the slightest. I'm more sure of who I am now than I ever was before. Well, for me, after Amanda had asked me about that, um, I mean, it's really amazing because we went to bed, or at least I went to bed, thought that she had to. Um, but I wake up, and the next morning, she's like, I spent all night looking up all this different information. There's a therapist not too far from here who specializes in gender identity. There's these different websites that you can go to. There's these doctors that do this. There's hormone replacement therapy, and this is how you can take your hormones, and this is how you can do this, and this is how you can do that. And it was a little overwhelming because, again, I was not used to somebody being so positive and accepting of it um but at the same time it was it was amazing because I also had never had anybody truly accept me for who I was even though I couldn't yet accept myself for that and um even with all that information and knowing all the possibilities that were available I still was like you know it's something that I want but I don't think that I could do I was thinking of all these different people that would have an issue with it and how it will affect my life and I was thinking of everybody but myself and it wasn't until Amanda and I were watching I think it was like Nat Geo or something like that and it was the show called Taboo and they showed um it was a special on uh being transgender and hearing these guys talk about how they felt before transition and then how they felt after transition I was just like, this is what I need to do to be happy. Because I really did not think, even though I had this amazing person in my life who was accepting and loving and everything else, I didn't think that I could continue on with my life the way that I was. Uh, You know, the suicidal ideation was 
still very, very high. And it's something that, you know, doesn't completely go away, but it certainly helps the world, at least it did for me, to start transition. Transitioning definitely helped me. Uh, Again, being able to wear the things that I wanted to wear, being able to present myself as how I actually felt inside made a huge difference. And there were a couple points where I considered going back, but every single time was just because something bad happened, some something that couldn't be avoided. Uh, in one case, it was a pretty serious breakup for a relationship that had been going on for nearly a year and a half. And it ended because the person I was with didn't want to be with a woman. And at one point, I mean, at the time, it hurt. It felt like betrayal. But at the end of the day, I ended up feeling amazing because while they did break up with me, they broke up with me because I'm a woman and they couldn't see me as a man anymore. And it was a huge leap forward for me. That's awesome. I mean, it's sad that that happened, but it's great at the same time because, you know, it's just like there's somebody that gets that identity of who you are. And it's just like, well, if that's who you are, I can't be with you. I'm just not interested in women, which, again, is sad. But at the same time, it's it's validating. And, uh, you know, I I didn't have to deal with somebody breaking up with me because of that. I had somebody threaten that. But, um, you know, with with going through transition, it was more of adjusting uh, our relationship in certain ways, because um, Amanda went through a lot of different things in her childhood and everything and so when she was now with a man that was kind of triggering for her in a lot of ways and you know it's it changed our relationship sometimes it felt like for the worse but you know we kept working at it and it's it's always a work in progress um but having somebody who's willing to work with you on it is is really awesome and I really realize how lucky I am because, you know, even in your case, not a lot of people have that option uh, to stay with a person who they started out with before transition and and make it through transition. And I still consider myself in transition. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be done transitioning anytime soon. For me, it's it has changed a lot. I used to think that I would consider myself out of transition once I had bottom surgery. Like, I would just identify as male. Um, but within feeling that for me, and I'm, you know, not trying to say that the, that this is the same for everybody. For me, I felt like I, I realized that those feelings were, for me, internalized transphobia. That, the, that I had to identify as male. I actually had somebody who is also transgender, um, an amazing person, really admire them, but they had said to me, don't live in transition. And to me, then I don't think, I don't know that they meant it this way, but I took it as don't identify as transgender after a certain point, or if you pass, don't identify as transgender, which I was just like, oh gosh, I can't do that then, you know, I can't identify as transgender, I I am male, I am male, I am male. And in being able to say I am a trans male, 
that took back a lot of power and, and really made me realize that it's okay to identify that way. I, I feel that it's a good thing to identify as just, I am a woman. I know for a fact I am a woman, mm-hmm. but I feel nonetheless feel the need to disclose to most people that I'm a trans woman half the time though this disclosure is not because I feel it's something they need to know or because it's something I don't want to keep a secret it's just because it is so easy to make terrible terrible jokes in fact I ended up outing myself to multiple people just because I couldn't pass up terrible terrible pride jokes but I I know the state and most organizations are going to consider me in transition for the rest of my life because I know to them bottom surgery or whatever not taking hormones anymore would be the end of your transition but I'm I know for a fact I'm not getting any operations done beyond this HRT has allowed me to meet most of the secondary sex characteristics that I'm looking for I'm I'm not going under the knife to change anything else and I think that that's important to say because a lot of people um, I think get focused on okay what is the end result when am I going to be when am I going to be able to say that I'm male which for everybody is different, uh, or female, which again, for everybody is different. And, um, you know, for me, I used to think, oh, I have to have bottom surgery, then I'll be this. But, you know, according to the state of Illinois, where I was born, just having top surgery, I can get my birth certificate changed, and nobody would have to know any difference, you know, looking at any of my documentation moving forward. But, I feel personally that it's important to identify as a trans male just for visibility purposes. Um, and I, f- I also feel that way because I tried so hard to hide who I was, especially at work, that, and uh, hide, hide who I was, especially at work, that, you know, I still, I still got the same results. I still had to deal with people that were very transphobic, even in workplaces that boasted, oh my gosh, we're, we're completely inclusive. We love the LGBTQ community. We're accepting of trans individuals. We do this, this, and this. And I'm not saying that they don't do that. They did that at a corporate level, but when you got to the employee manager level uh, within, you know, the very entry level of this place that I worked at, it it was not that way. <laughs> yeah. As it happens, it was a very homophobic, very transphobic manager that was the one who initially asked me, hey, you have to choose. You can't be gender fluid at this company you have to pick are you going to be a man or a woman and when i said well in i said when i said well in that case i'm a woman he said oh well at least for right now you still look like a man so we need you to continue being a man and i said suck it i wish that i had said that <laughs> to several different people um it was actually at the same place i worked at this place twice 
the first place I was working, I was working there as a cook and, um, the, I had come back from being on leave because I had, uh, pneumonia and I was coming back from that and the, the manager or first cook, uh, came in and he said, he said my dead name over and over and over and over again. And it was in a room full of people that I was not out to that were none the wiser or anything else. And, um, I was just like, stop saying that. And he kept saying it. And I said, stop saying that. I, it took everything in me not to take the, uh, sheet pan that I had in front of me and beat him with it, but I didn't do that. And I just quietly just internalized my anger and then when I got home I told Amanda and she was ready to go fight the guy but you know I had that happen and then uh this last time you know I had a manager say oh there's nobody there's no Adam uh you know insert last name here there's only a there's only this person by this last name and it was my dead name and they told this person that it was in the computer there was no need for them to say that oh but there's this person by this name all you had to say is i don't see that person in here by that name and leave it at that mind you we have employee id numbers the employee id numbers the last names all match so it was obvious who that person was and it it was it was terrible yeah it's i run into transphobia on an occasional basis i put a lot of effort into makeup i've grown my hair out and I'm lucky in that my uniform at work fits my curves to a T. But at the end of the day, I am still six foot four. And so regardless of who I meet or how I introduce myself, I keep running into people who have known me for a year easily and have only ever known Corinne, have only ever known her pronouns, still getting my pronouns wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's at those times that I have to keep reminding myself that violence is not the answer. Violence is occasionally a question, and sometimes the answer is yes, but usually it isn't. Yeah, it's uh, it's really hard to sort of rein yourself in when you... For me, it's very triggering when somebody insists on calling me by my uh, my dead name. Um, you know, cause I'm still in the process of getting my name legally changed, uh, and filing in Osceola County was not easy nor fun. Um, but we got it done and, uh, I'm still waiting on a court date, but having people go, go out of their way to say it is annoying. And I will say this, and I don't understand it to this day. You could, like you said, somebody knows you for a year. They only knew you as Corinne. That's it. And same thing with me. Somebody could have known me for a couple years now just as Adam. That's it. None the wiser. But as soon as I tell them that I'm trans, all of a sudden they have an issue with pronouns. And I'm like, where where the hell did that come from? Like, this was not an issue for two, three years. But all of a sudden it's like, oh, her, him, what? <laughs> or... Or some people just stopped talking to me altogether, and I was just like, well, I'm glad that they're out of my life, because you're a jerk, but, you know, it's still like, why did it matter if it didn't matter before? On a similar note, I've, in coming out to my family, I kind of hoped they would start using pronouns, but after 
a year and a half, it it took a long time and a decent amount of argument, but finally one parent has started coming around and has started using my name, my pronouns, and it feels amazing. And then at the same time, the other parent is the way they refuse to use my pronouns, it can't be an accident. It's got to be a conscious choice, and that hurts. Yeah, I've uh, <sighs> I've had very similar experiences. Um, I don't really talk to my dad, but when I did, he would still say he would still use female pronouns at at times, or say honey or sweetie or something like that. You know, as he would before transition, and it's just like you know, if I was your cisgender son, you wouldn't be saying that to me. Um, my mother still uses female pronouns. I if I talk to her, she probably still would to this day. Um, will still say my dead name, and I have been in transition for six plus years. So I know that it's intentional. I get that it's hard to switch over and stuff like that, but my brother who watched me be born, uh, he was able to do it like that. And so it's just like, you don't care. That's, that's what it must be. You just don't care, or it's so uncomfortable for you that you're refusing to do it. So, with that said, um, that kind of brings us to an end of uh, talking about, you know, family pronouns, uh, different things like that. And, of course, we're going to be talking about pronouns more because that is a huge thing. Um, And also, uh, in the next couple podcasts, talking about internalized transphobia, um, which, like, I had briefly mentioned I struggled with a little bit and I I even catch myself thinking that way sometimes um so you know it's just showing that even when you are somebody who is going through transition you still make mistakes you are still learning as a person and if you ever stop learning or feel that you don't need to learn um that's when there's issues I think anything that you would like to add